This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Right before we started recording, Emily started saying, Yaw King. Well, I I was like, Yaw, what's that from? And then everyone said, it's Yas Queen or something. Yeah, it's half of Yas Queen, I guess. Right, but this one's for the kings. something else. And then it morphed into Yaw King. Yaw King, Are you sure this isn't its own thing? I'm sure, yes, somebody saying yeah in a funny way. I'm sure it's been done a billion times. Yaw, I've heard it before. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, when you are like uh, getting a horse to gallop or something, you go yaw yaw like that. Oh. So maybe it's like when you're gassing up your king, There's you're like yaw king. A very yaw. famous comedy bit, I'm sure that we're not thinking of right now. But it's forgive me, I was trying to get this out before oh, we yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then everyone kept laughing while I was it trying to do in. the intro. And it had to be addressed because everyone was smiling and laughing as I started. Yeah, I could hear the smile in your bohemias. (laughs) I could hear it. And the audience needs things explained. Right. Okay. We can't just do things out of context. I can't believe everyone's forgetting about Dane Cook's famous yaw bit. Yeah. It honestly could be. Literally, who knows? (laughs) All right. uh, I am your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Feeling miffed about the nickname GIF. But I'm not actually miffed. I like it a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm okay. So in real life, it's pronounced Jif. Oh yeah, Jif. And it's Jif in this, in this case. Fuck, so yeah. Jif. Jif. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Jif. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I think no. I say Gif in real life. Yeah. yeah. I don't know which oh, one's wow. right. I don't do know which one's right. Do we really want to open? Do we want to get into this? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Let's keep going. Strike this from the record. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, King. Nah. Nah. And then of course we've got Emily Axford. Lover of Frigus Boar, Calliope Petricor. Oh. oh. That was his name, right? Frigus Boar. Yeah. the character that you made You fucked in the Feywild. Frigus Boar is canon now, I guess. Right. <laughs> the enthusiasm in your voice as you say that. I guess Bert, I have to make stats for I him. I guess he exists. <laughs> That's the first person we'll see when we go over yeah. to the Feywild. He's going to be making a last stand to save the Feywild. <laughs> Callie, show us your home. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Caldwell Tanner. Oh, very worried about Calder's bro. Don't want to do the intro no more. It's Saul Buffo. Let's fucking go. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Your reaction was like that came out of you unintentionally. It really did. It was like a cough. It really did. It escaped. It escaped. It was like carbonation surfacing. Innate to your being. Everybody control themselves. We haven't even started. I apologize. I'm sure it's from something so obvious. (laughs) Who knows? It does sound like something that a video game character would say when you hit them. Ooh. (laughs) Sure. All right. Let's go ahead and do a little recap. Yeah. So last time. Jake, Everybody me. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jake has done a couple. Jake I has had a couple. Everyone. I was yes ending. I was y'all ending the recap. <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up. All right. 
Last time, we began with Saul dreaming about floating alongside Swag in a swamp. Swag thanked him for convincing him to fight against Mothership and was proud that he got to, quote, be a hero at the end. Before he could finish his thought, the vision glitched out and Swag was grabbed by a sea of wires. As he was pulled beneath, he shouted to Saul the name Boris Frigg. <laughs> Saul woke up and shared his vision with his friends after some debate about whether Boris Frigg was the same person as Friggus Boar, <laughs> an automaladrin that Callie fucked. Calder remembered Boris as a friend of his brother Gowans. You packed up your things and headed out again into the tundra towards Calder's village. After another successful but stressful day on the sled, you made it to the ruins of Mount Forge at sundown. Near the top of the hill, you spotted the first light of the ice knife, along with a squad of giant rangers preparing to launch a volley of arrows. You exchanged words with a giant on a mammoth who revealed himself as Gregor Kilday after some light razzing. <laughs> Gregor took you up to the tower and gave you the scoop. The East Watch of the Ice Knife had been attacked the day before by a group of androids pretending to be rangers. That morning, Boris Frigg had disappeared before he was able to make it to the tower. Gregor also revealed that a bullywug was present at the attack on Eastwatch, fitting the description of swag. Yeah. You left Gregor and went to Calder's house, where Mira and Jurg embraced you with open <laughs> arms. During dinner, you revealed that you knew about the relic behind the waterfall. After some initial shock, Mira revealed the truth about the ice knife. The original dragon and giant war on the material plane was started by dragon and giant kin from the Feywild. Ariox the Winter Eladrin assisted the giants only to the point that he could weaken both sides of the conflict while the small folk established footing in their new world. As the war ended, Ariox created the Ice Knife to seal the portal to the Feywild. Calder's ancestors are some of the few who knew about Ariox's true plan. When the truth was revealed, there was a fight, and a paladin of Groomsh killed Ariox with the ice knife itself. The cavern where the ice knife lies is said to be cursed. Mm. While Callie snuck off to find a map that Mira hinted at in her office, Saul followed up about Swag and found out that he had been taken to the Alchemist. After promising to come back, you said your goodbyes and headed off to Ingrid's Tinctures. When she answered the door, Saul ran through her legs and <laughs> broke into her lab while Calder and Callie were left to calm down an angry mob. <laughs> Once Calder revealed his identity and name-dropped his brother, Ingrid calmed down and allowed you inside. Meanwhile, Saul found an unconscious swag on an operating table and went in to check on him. As he did, Swag jumped up and grabbed his arm, transporting Saul back to the vision he'd had the night before. As Swag battled against the Sea of Cables, he warned Saul that Alexandrite had gotten to Gregor, and that's where we are now. So, Saul, you've just broken out of your trance. You are standing over the gray, sickly body of Swag. You see all these wires oh. poking out of him. Callie and Calder, you arrive in the basement laboratory here and see Saul standing over Swag. Damn, what was that, man? <laughs> you went rogue. Guys, I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. It's just I, I sensed that he was in trouble, and I think I think I was right. I kind of moved to the side to show both of them Swag's current state. Oh, no. Yeah, you guys see Swag's body, and you do see some light breathing, like his, his chest moving a oh. bit. 
but he looks like the corpses that you found when the mimics deanimated, like the doppelgangers deanimated when you fought them in Flurry Harbor. And you see the alchemist Ingrid walks forward and puts her hand on Calder and Callie and looks at Saul suspiciously. These creatures attacked us and they can mimic. Are you 100% sure this is your friend? I, I look over to Saul. He would know. Uh, I raise both my hands. Do whatever test you need to do. We have glasses that up till now have been able to help us determine who's friend and who's foe, but I don't, I don't know how efficient they are anymore. I think that whatever infected him is evolving. It's, it's getting stronger. It's changing. It's learning. Can I sort of like just do an investigation to yeah. see if he's the same. You can. Nat 20. Whoa. <laughs> hey. That was my only chance because I don't have good investigation. <laughs> you see Saul is green and organic. You use your scouter, the one eye of the sunglass, mm-hmm. and you see that swag is showing red, is showing not even the evolved Alexandrite thing. Like he is infected or controlled by Alexandrite, just but, covered in Alexandrite. But it is still, he is the substrate of this uh, construct. You can't fully tell. Okay. I guess I'm just going to lay on hands to see if that does anything for him. You see, as you go to lay on hands, Ingrid once again puts her hands on you. Wait, please, everyone stop touching stuff in the lab. I haven't touched anything, except for this one little beaker, which is kind of interesting. No, no. Can I take this? No, that's explosive. Those are, yes, everyone, shoes off in the lab. I could put a succulent in this. Shoes off, put on your lab socks, which of course are super thick in case we step on something corrosive. Saul sadly puts on socks. (laughs) Uh, But she goes over and she's got uh, an orb that kind of works similarly, like, like detects magitech and detects certain types of magic and different signals and stuff, runs it over you, Saul, and sees that you are, in fact, not a replicant, <laughs> goes over and shows the body of swag, and, and you see, like you're looking through the scouter, red all around him. And Callie, I'll say a little bit of your, your like, paladin sense is coming through. Mm-hmm. And you're not really sensing swag in there, even though you sense on the scouter that there's, it's telling you like 99% inorganic. Like it, it seems like he's in a state of deep meditation. Like he's using his monk abilities to keep himself there a little bit, but you don't even know with that nat 20 if that 1% is him. So it could be like a replicant. You don't know. Uh, But you see that Ingrid walks over, shows you guys the reading. You see the the little 1% of bio matter there. Mm -hmm. And she goes, the ranger general brought a few of these strange beings here after the fight at East Watch. They were all effectively dead, puppets to whatever was controlling them. Their nervous system has been completely replaced by some kind of strange technology. This one was an outlier only in that, according to my readings, there's there's still someone in there. There's still something 
biologically natural in there. Is it possible that that could be extracted, revived in some way, or...? I... I don't know how to do it right now, but he's been stable since yesterday, and all of the other ones were, were lost right away. So I'm, I'm keeping him alive as best I can, and we're trying to help him. Okay. In fact, the, the Ranger General should be here in a moment. He had an alarm down here. He told me strict rules not to let anyone come near the body oh. and to let him know if anything suspicious was happening. Okay. This is Calder. Yeah. I love you, love you, Calder, <laughs> yeah. as a member of our community, and I miss you, and I'm Thank glad you. you're you. back. I remember too. when you were a kid. Let's but not say anything. This is weird. one of the most suspicious that things weird. that's not, ever no. happened. We just wandered in here. Calder is putting down a Bunsen, a Bunsen burner, another beaker. That's, it's yes, that's an exploding thing. I, I make just, like exploding potions. So you're sure. Yeah, right. We just didn't know if anyone like bit and we could make a cocktail or yeah. a mocktail. Okay, well, the bitters are over there next okay, to the corrosive right stuff. Yeah. Near all the corrosive right, stuff. So the, the bombs are emeralds <laughs> and the green, the bright green, that is the bitters. So why don't we mix a cocktail <laughs> okay. when Gowan gets Careful, emerald. that's the corrosive. Oh, oh, that's I almost drank it. That's the explosive. I almost yeah, drank it. It always, wow. almost happens all oh, the time. It smells strong, yeah. Uh, anyway, your friend is in good hands. Okay, well, <laughs> I just want you to know I'm, I'm really sorry for how I acted, but... I'm willing to take responsibility for him. If if it comes to it, if if he starts rampaging again, if he's acting against the interests of the town, I'll I'll be the one to put him down. All right. Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that. From what I understand, the the description of the fight at the East Watch was that there were replicants there pretending to be rangers, and this one, she gestures to Swag, turned himself, revealed his true form and warned everybody about what was about to happen. He still and wants to help. That's when the fight progressed. I don't think he's fully able to control himself, but he, he seems to be able to keep himself alive through some kind of meditative state. And we're trying our best to figure out how we can best help him. That's my bratty, all right. Don't um, know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Saul's currently mixing cocktails for everybody. <laughs> That's the corrosive stuff again. You really, you all have to be careful and, and stop touching things in the lab. I've got to be honest. I've drank some of the corrosive stuff. <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> it was really good. Okay. <laughs> Calliope passes out. <laughs> Give me a sip of that. She's going to have a stomach ache. <laughs> an yeah. awful stomach ulcer. Calder, you're going to want something strong because I, I have news, unfortunately. While I was... In there, Swag managed to get another message to me. Saul, as you approach Calder, kind of kind of senses that this is going to be something a little bit more serious and goes over to the alchemist, uh, Ingrid, and starts to kind of tie her up in conversation. <laughs> okay, so this is the corrosive stuff. This is not the... Am I allowed to drink this? No, just Tell as her, a general rule, don't, don't drink anything. <laughs> Why don't you just label it? And yeah. Kenna starts going around the lab, kind of distracting the alchemist, giving you three a moment to kind of speak amongst yourselves. Ah, such a squire. What's going on? It's Gregor. Uh, yeah, we just we just saw him. He's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a goddamn hoot. Yeah. But she got him. Oh, yeah. No, it's impossible. We were just with him. I know. It's what I said. She's getting better. She's growing in power. She's getting more human. Uh, Calder looks at Swag and thinks about his brother. Okay, what do we have to do? We have to tell, we have to tell Gowan. Where is Gowan? 
I think he's on his way here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Then the breaking in and stealing Bunsen burners and stuff won't really come up. <laughs> yeah. If anything, True. this is going to be like really distracting yeah. information. Okay. Yeah. Bigger fish to fry. Yeah. But I haven't known him for very long. But from what I saw, he's strong. He can fight. Yeah. He's, he's tough. He can make it. He can make it. We can help. Gowan can help. Yeah. I think you can help too. I'll do my best. And I think, I think Swag's gonna make it too. Thanks. I give uh, Calder and Callie extremely hard pinches on the shoulder. <laughs> Ow. Ow. I love you Fuck. guys. I love you so much. <laughs> is there a chiropractor here? There is actually. Okay. I'm technically a licensed chiropractor. Go at my back. <laughs> she goes over about to pour oil on your back. Oh wait, that's corrosive. <laughs> I only have corrosive stuff. I don't know. I don't know. This is my lab. You're not you weren't supposed to break in here. Sorry, sorry this again. Is, I understand the mess, okay? I have my own system. Everyone should really Your be wearing system. It seems like socks. everything's corrosive. <laughs> As you guys fight with Ingrid, you hear a door open upstairs, and you hear giant footsteps coming down the stairs, and emerging from the darkness of the hallway down here, you see the Ranger General, Gowan Kilday, a giant that stands so tall and proud that he is a head above his fellow Rangers. He's flanked by two Ranger captains, Gowan has long, curly blue hair and a matching beard trimmed neatly. On the back of his white fur cloak is his ice sword, once wielded by Calder's mother. The name of the sword is Howl. Fuck. I'm going to real quick sneeze and cast Enlarge on Calder. Okay. I've been waiting for this moment. I smack my head on a beam. Oh! My shoulder and head. Uh, and I look at I look at my brother and I don't know whether to hug or salute him. Yeah. And I just come over with like an unsure salute turning into a handshake. Yeah, you see Gowen walks in, looks shocked, and uh, as you go to salute him, he grabs you by the shoulders and goes, Calder, why are you down here? Yeah, it's a, well, it's a actually it's a short story. This, this guy is, ran in. Okay. Hi, it's hi, hello. It's my this fault. This is a ghoulish reunion, <laughs> little brother. Yes, but it is good to see you. It's it's good to see you too, brother. You've you've grown five six feet since I've last seen you. <laughs> it's only temporary. <laughs> you look good. You look good. Please, brother, meet meet my friends. Meet uh, Calliope, Petricor, Saul Buffon. Good afternoon, Ranger General. I curtsy, but like a military curtsy. <laughs> so precise. <laughs> as you uh, as you say, Calliope Petricor goes, Calliope Petricor, I like that name. Thank you. I, I didn't choose it. I have to be honest about that. N- most of us don't. Mm. <laughs> uh, and looks Are those o- sparks? <laughs> <laughs> looks over at you, Saul, kind of confused, and points at Swag... And then points at you. Yeah, speaking of names, uh, that's where I got mine from. Uh, That's my brother-father clone situation. We're still kind of settling on the name. I say Brad, but, you know, that can be confusing as well. Can I offer you something corrosive to drink? (laughs) (laughs) I hold out a glass that the corrosive has uh, hollowed out the bottom of it. (laughs) So it's like a bottomless tumbler. (laughs) He holds his hand up to refuse it 
politely and then um, puts his hand on your shoulder, Calder, and he goes, Nice to meet all of you, but brother, your timing is a bit suspicious. I'm sorry for this. You see, he brandishes a knife what? and stabs Calder directly in the chest. What? Okay, oh. I'm going to ask a reaction. <laughs> okay. I'm going to fucking put that magic back on him. Okay. He has to do a wisdom save. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't like seeing that. No. He gets a 21 on his wisdom check. He saves, but he still takes half the damage. Okay. Callie, you go to uh, reflect the magic back onto him. You see a matching dagger shoots from Calder's chest and goes into Gowan's chest. But Calder, you don't feel anything, and Gowan doesn't react at all to the knife in his chest. You see they both turn into harmless, magically created <laughs> illusions. Oh, they like turn a, to ice. A litmus test. And break. <laughs> and Son of a wildebeest. <laughs> he pulls you in. Sorry, I had to be sure. Wow. And, now I, <laughs> and now I know you're not a replicant either. Uh, looks yeah, at you, Callie. Yeah, sorry, that was just a gut reaction. Yeah. What about you, though? Throws okay, a knife yeah. at Sol. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sol, I'm out of reactions. I catch it between my tongue. It just stabs me. Yeah, you, uh, you catch it the way you normally would and Gowan goes sorry the the last batch of replicants revealed themselves once they were under attack so I had to be sure and maybe I wanted to test you a little bit I yeah. see you're using magic to try to stand a little taller I had nothing to do with that it was a surprise <laughs> it's me it's just I'm a bard and what I do is I sing great songs about my friends and it sort of magically inflates them yeah, or, you know, you just stand next to your friend and you're really small and they look taller in comparison. Yeah. It's called being a friend. Probably a minute is up now and he goes down. <laughs> <laughs> regular size. <laughs> Looking straight up at Gowan. Yeah, yeah, you look up at oh, Gowan. shit. And you see uh, Gowan puts his hand on your shoulder and he goes, I still think you've grown a few inches. Mm. <laughs> I hug his leg. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Nearly up to the hip now. <laughs> but but uh, we, we have... We have bad news. Yes, let's let's find somewhere to talk. I I heard tell that you were in town, but I'm assuming this is not just a family visit. If only. Come, let's let's find somewhere private to talk. Okay. Um, you see, he dismisses his rangers, speaks to Ingrid for a moment, gestures to uh, Swag for her to like keep watching Swag. Uh, you see, uh, he brings you across the street, out back into the town square to the North Star. At the main entrance, you see drunk giants like spilling out. A few of them are tussling. Whoa. But he takes you to a side staircase up to a private room on the veranda. You see, he pulls a key from a ring of them and opens the door. And here you see, it, it's uh, the North Star's a tavern and an mm -hmm. inn. So this is like a big, like kind of private room. Mm -hmm. See, there's a big cozy room built of enormous logs, similar vibe to Calder's home, but less personal. There's a red rug in the middle of the room, an enormous bed, a window that overlooks the town square and a fireplace. Gowan goes over and throws a log on the fire and gets it started. And he goes, okay, little brother, tell me, what is what is the meaning of all of this? Well, man, I suppose we should start from the beginning, but they, the most pressing thing is they've got Gregor. You see his face drops, but go ahead and everybody give me insight checks to see if you could read even more into it. Uh, that's only a 10 for me. Okay. Uh, 15. 13. Okay. 
he seems to already kind of know a decent amount because there was this attack. They mm-hmm. do know about, they're not like ignorant to Magitech. You guys have been sending letters about Mothership. They have been keeping up on some of this stuff. And I'm sure they've been approached, right, by Mothership or Alexandra in mm-hmm. some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you see, as you say, it's gotten to Gregor. He just sort of drops the cool attitude. That's not, that's not possible. Who told, who told you that? Uh, I didn't think it was possible either. I saw him a few hours ago. Um, but the, the gray frog on the operating table. Yeah, I managed to speak with him. There's still a heartbeat of his soul left inside of that body. And he communicated to me that Gregor, as well as Boris, they've been, they've been taken. I don't know if their bodies have been taken, if it's hiding in their skin. I don't know what's going on, but we have to be wary. I... I put him out there too, to try to protect him. Gregor is, he's headstrong. He, it would be hard for him to navigate something like this, but I, I still find it hard to believe. It's not your fault. The Alexandrite was going to find him out there or in here, but, but you're right. He's headstrong. If, if there's any chance, he's, he's fighting her. He's fighting this. All right. Yes, if uh, I, I suppose if if there's hope for y- your your friend, perhaps there's hope for our brother as well. Stubbornness can be a great strength, especially in a battle like this. I wish we could discover like a tech blight. You know the way that like a plant can have like a blight that mm-hmm. kills a bunch of trees. A I wish virus. there was. Ah, oh, that's the word I was looking for. I'm from the Feywild, so we call it a tech blight there. <laughs> tech blight, right. <laughs> I called the right set right. down. When your electric corn gets blighted. <laughs> this is, that's not a bad idea. We should, if we can get a relay out to Albin, maybe we should talk to him and Mob Goblin about that. Yeah. Gowan just looks like there's a million things going on in his head. And he's just nodding and thinking and looking kind of panicked. But he takes a deep breath, he calms himself, and he goes... Okay, on the off chance that Gregor has been compromised, that could mean that everyone at first light has been compromised. Yeah. I will send a message and let them know to hold tight. That way we don't tip them off and it sort of keeps them quarantined out there without alerting whatever this is that that we're on to it. Yes. Brother, Ranger General, sir. (laughs) You can just call me Gowan. Or brother, I call you brother too, dude. (laughs) Bro. What's up, bro? Guy, what can we do for you? Command us. With all due respect, Calder, I always thought you would have made a great ranger, but you are not a ranger. You left. So the most I can ask of you is to please look out for mom and dad. But I'll talk to my rangers and I'll figure out a way to take care of this. Thank you all for everything. Yeah, this is good intel. This is good intel. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Calder shrinks. <laughs> Would you like the, us to spy on them? I can't, in good conscience, ask you to do anything like that. And okay, but the- like, I mean, do you want us to? Would it be helpful for you? Yeah, you could just say. It sure would be helpful if someone would spy on them, yeah. and then we can infer the rest. Yeah. You see, Gowan, unlike Mira, is not playful. And mm. starts to look intense and goes, please, we've already lost enough. Do not put yourself in a position 
where I lose another brother. I see. Understood. All right. I, no, no. I, I don't want to be protected anymore. I want to help. I'm, I can just as easily get compromised by Alexandrite cowering in mom and dad's basement. It's not cowering. They're in danger. Mom and dad are in danger. Everyone is in danger. So send your rangers to look after mom and dad and let me fight with you. Calder, I'm proud of you. You've gone out on your own and you've met people who seem like great friends and you braved the tundra. You came out, you warned us, and we appreciate that. But again, you chose not to be a ranger and I respect that. Mm-hmm. But I will do like things my way. Doesn't sound like I do respect it, Calder. Okay. Ranger General, may I interject? Sure. How many of your rangers have bested an ancient dragon? I, an ancient dragon, like hundreds and hundreds of years old? Yeah. I can't say any of them. Because Calder has gone face to face with King Duratar and came out on top. And how many of your rangers have gone up against Alexandrite and come out on top? Because right now we're looking at a handful that fell. Because Calder has gone up against Alexandrite multiple times now and come out on top. Calder shakes the dust off his shoulders and stands a little taller. (laughs) Cowan leans forward and rubs his temples. Again, Calder, I'm proud of you. I'm happy to have you back. Whatever you do is not with my approval. Please, please stay safe. Now I have an investigation to do. And as he gets up to leave, he looks at you intensely Calder. Mom and dad are in danger. Okay. Okay. I'll go to them. Uh, Murph, quick question. Yeah. Saul is watching this all take place. Yeah. He's seeing um, Gowan glaring at Calder. Gowan and Gregor are identical, right? Correct. So they, okay. they are, yeah. Gregor said they were fraternal, but mm-hmm. he meant it in like, everybody thinks Gowan's perfect and he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> But they're, they are identical. However, really? I, I think I didn't fully describe mm-hmm. Gregor. They do dress differently. Right. Gregor has like a mullet and a long goatee, <laughs> whereas Gowan has like a neat beard and shaggy hair. And would Calder like 100% know if one of them was pretending to be the other? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. He brings you in for a big hug. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry. I'm proud of you too, Ranger General. Uh, he smiles and then um, leaves you guys uh, in this room to your own devices. Kenna, I guess, was kind of uh, there the whole time, just staying off to the side to not get involved in the family <laughs> stuff. But she's she's there as well. She's wow. still asking questions. So professional. Yeah. Really tactful there, yeah. Squire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Gowan has left? Gowan has left and you guys are now in this room above the North Star. Okay. I'm... I hate to even say it, but... I don't know who he can trust. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the way that Gowan said look after your mom and dad made me feel like he was at conflict with himself. Like, I don't know if he's been compromised too, but it seemed like he was trying to get a message to you, like he was worried. Interesting. That's, that was the Gowan I've always known, protective fiercely of, of our family. If, if he is compromised, then yeah, maybe he is coming, maybe he's coming through. I I feel like we have to go 
protect my my parents. I mean, I, I, it's honestly not even a bad idea strategically. Mm-hmm. They're some of the most powerful people in this village, so yeah, they know the secret. Yeah, what they know could could compromise the the village and and okay. the whole world. So let's go check in yeah. on them. Yeah, let's let's hustle back. You guys uh, go downstairs. And you do see in front of the North Star, there are some rangers, and a bunch of them are slapping each other on the shoulder, uh, kind of drunk, and just going, This one's for Boris Freak! It's the freaking man! It's the freaking man, dude! Yes, yes. I'm gonna just real quickly detect farts to see if mm. I hear what's going on. Great, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm just like absolutely an eavesdropper now. Right on. <laughs> uh, you put on detect thoughts. Uh, go ahead and give me an insight check. Eight. Eight. Okay. These guys are definitely not doing what the Puffins were doing. So you don't get the sense that they're any kind of replicants or anything. The Puffins, the Puffin folk were thinking exactly what they were saying out loud. These guys have all these mixed up emotions where they're all sad about Boris and they want to know where he was. Mm -hmm. And they're worried that he was like consumed or something by some kind of monster. And they're, as they're telling their stories and everything, they're telling all these dumb stories about how he was the freaking man, right? So all of Mm -hmm. these things are coming to the forefront of their thoughts before they start speaking. So they were, they're they're talking about he once jumped off his deck into a pile of snow. He he used to ride a snowmobile naked across the lake. So 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 base, so base, so So fucking sick. Um, They talk about how he had a fire pit on his deck and then he inherited his parents lake house and how fun it was and how they're gonna miss the nights on the lake house and everything do i get an idea of where the lake house is (laughs) you do yeah you would i mean i uh i charted on the map that i saw from uh, right on as you tell calder what you learned Mm -hmm. calder you narrow down you don't know exactly where boris lived you guys weren't that close but you do know that there's essentially You go across the lake, then there's the residential district. For him to have a lake house means that there's a very small area that this house would have to be for it to be lakefront. Mm -hmm. And then also, it's pretty distinct that he had a, quote, fire pit on his deck. I could see that thing blazing from the the (laughs) town square. (laughs) The Boris Beacon, they call it. So you have an idea of kind of near where it would be. Okay somewhere to check out. Alright, so we can go protect my mom and dad or check out this sick lake house. <laughs> well, I don't think it's an either or. Right. Right. Life is full of tough decisions, yeah. I think we focus on your parents and then at some point... Do you guys can... want me to go to your parents' place and that I could send some kind of message or something? I if... look at Kenna and yeah. I know that we, and I in my head know that we do to her what Calder's <laughs> brother does to him. <laughs> and for a second I'm like about to deputize her to do this and then i'm like no stay with us stay with us oh okay we need you all right we yeah. need you right where you are which yeah. is with us calder sees what's happening he wells up <laughs> <laughs> that's how you manage somebody <laughs> yeah we shouldn't split up i'm, I'm worried about what'll happen to us if if we're off on our own yeah Okay, so you guys once again walk across the lake on this trail back to Calder's parents' house. You guys go in the side door. And at this point, you guys have been up for a long time because this is the same night Mm. that you guys arrived and that you spoke to Gregor at the tower. And so you've already visited home, had dinner, Mm. gone out, come back. Mm -hmm. So you come back and it's 
quite late. Uh, you get back to this giant warm cabin. It looks like Jurg has gone to bed, but Mira is up in the living room, sort of absentmindedly carving a bow. She looks up and goes, Oh, I'm I'm glad you're back. Did you did you get the answers you were looking for from the alchemist? <laughs> Called her, <laughs> stares blankly. Yep, all good. Uh huh. Good, it's great. Good. He's gonna make a full recovery. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we've got the Calder's old room set up for you. You're you're welcome to use that or anywhere else you'd like to post up for the night. But um, before you go to bed, Calder, do you mind do you mind if I had a word with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure thing, Mom. Uh, you see, um, Mira first uh, takes you guys and, and shows you guys to a room. You see there is a treadmill that has been folded up and put to the side. Um, and there is like a, an office space here, but she has set up um, a bunch of a bunch of beds, a bunch of cots. Looks like she's split up a, a giant bed, essentially like cut it up specifically for you guys because she is doing all this woodworking. So crafty. Um, and makes a bunch of beds for you guys Where in this room. Where are skating posters? <laughs> <laughs> Those really should be in frames now, hon. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm getting them framed. You're getting I them framed. They're, okay, can I go? They're in the up? attic right now. They're in the they're, attic. Or they're, they're in the attic. Framed? I think next time you, in, when you come back in seven or eight years, they'll they be were glued to the ceiling. Yeah, you peel yeah. them all off, and you're getting them framed. Let me, um, let me speak to you for a moment. Yeah, let's go speak. You see, she brings you into her office a different office this is Jurg's office um she brings you into her office treadmill would have fit in here fine see it's lit by candlelight uh there are old tomes and banners and weapons from her time as the ranger general and you see she walks over to the wall and grabs a sword it glows dull blue and white like a frozen lake in her hands um it's got a silver handle with a sapphire inlay and she goes I gave Gowan my sword, Gregor my bow, and I've got something for you. For me? Um, Calder sits. She crosses her legs and sits down with you, and she hands you this sword. Um, To you, it looks like a great sword in your hands, and you, you hold it, and it feels good, and it feels balanced. And she goes, this is my dagger. <laughs> Calder holds it with, tries to hold it with one yeah. hand. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's a bit smaller than the rest of my armory, but it's always there when I need him. And I think he was my favorite. She gives you a little wink. <laughs> Thanks, mother. <laughs> uh, and this uh, dagger is a plus two greatsword. And once per day, you can forgo with the damage on an attack and attempt to cast slow on one target. Ooh. So essentially, you can hit them and try to, like, slow them down. Amazing. That's sick. And she kind of puts her hand on your shoulder and goes, And now that you know about the ice knife, I can expand on some of the answers to the questions you had when you were a child. Yeah, tell me. Tell me everything. Well, I I will tell you, just like I always do, that you are just as much a giant as me and your father and your brothers. 
Calder looks at a family photo where he's <laughs> you're cut out of it because you're so small. You have to like, hold your hands up, a thumbs up. Uh-huh. And she goes, "Now you know there are biological explanations for why you might be different. Aladrin, Furbolgs, all types of Fey folk in our lineage. But I think it's I think it's more than that. If if you were as tall as your brothers, do you think you would have felt the need to prove yourself? Do you think you would have gone to Ezri and gotten all of this information that you needed to help us and met these fine friends of yours? I, no, I, I would have probably stayed here and wanted to be one of Gowan's rangers. I don't think that was your destiny. You think I was I was destined to to leave and to come back? Yes, yes. I a mother has an intuition, but there's something beyond that. I told you that I spoke to a specter when I went down to seek the ice knife when I was a young ranger general. Mm-hmm. I told you that it it told me that now was not the time. But that was not all that the ghost said. The ghost said, Now is not the time, but there will come a day when your little one will be called upon to help the Fae. Now, you weren't born yet, and the twins were children. At the time, I thought the ghost meant Gregor or Gowan, but now, now I think it meant you. Why, why did you wait to tell me? Why didn't, why didn't you tell me when I was, when I was younger? I always told you the truth, Calder. I told you that not all giants are tall. But there was some information, our connection to the Fae, our connection to the dimensional portal that is dangerous in the wrong hands. And if I were to share that with a child, they could gossip about it in school. I realize it was unfair of me to put you in that position. I know that you were picked on, but don't you think it it was likely that you might have told someone that you might have shot back that you had a destiny yeah that would have been really easy if someone said you're small and i said yeah well you don't have a destiny there you do you go. exactly yeah. you if you had that bullet in the chamber i fear I fire it now. you fear you would have fired it <laughs> but it's not a fair thing for me to have put on you so i'm i'm sorry for having not told you and i would have told you a long time ago but i left you, you had to go you had to and i don't I don't hold that against you. I think some of us stay and some of us go. And when the ones who go come back, we're happy to have them. You know, I missed you while I was gone, right? Of course, my dear. Of course. And I missed you very much. Well, so maybe I'm ready to know the truth, but I still don't know what to do. That is where I think you differ from your brother's. Gowan always thinks he knows the way of it, and he is often right. Yeah. Gregor It's thi- really annoying. It, it is. <laughs> I, it can be a bit much, even as his mother. 
Gregor always thinks he has the right of it, and he's never right. Let's face it, it's pretty funny, though. He's... Gregor has a very good heart. God. God. All the cries for a second. (laughs) Yes, yes. We both... Yeah, we 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 love our family, no matter what kind of differences we have amongst each other. But um, yes, I'm I'm sorry for the the part I played in in making your childhood difficult. And no, 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 you you made it easier. You you never made me feel small. You see, she um leans down and gives you a hug, kind of. Puts her head in your chest, so you're you're a little bit taller. <laughs> and we cut away from Calder and his mom. And uh, Callie, what do you think uh, you're doing? Well, I'm a little bit worried mm. about Calder's parents, so I think I'm trying to like set up a Liaman's tiny hut around Jurg's bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a chance to ask. <laughs> Mira, and I'm like, explain it. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it after it's done. You go to, you see, Jurg is snoring really loudly, tiptoeing around with a small crystal bead, which is the spell component. You hear, uh, fuck, I dropped the bead. <laughs> As you drop the bead, you're, oh, yeah, I mean, Mr. Kilday, um, yeah. I know my room. Oh, right. Sorry. This really uh, looks really different. Um, I was thinking we could all have a big slumber party in here because I've got this little spell of protection. And I just thought with things being precarious, it might be a nice thing for us to all huddle up and know we're all safe. Okay. Yeah, no, there's sometimes uh, we were, the kids were young. They'd come in here and uh, yeah, we'd all uh, have a little uh, sleepover at say it was camping, but inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. I want to do it. camping inside. Yeah, I want to do camping inside. Yeah, that's fun. That's yeah. really fun. Hey, what's going on with your duck? Um, points <laughs> at Foster, <laughs> who is with you, and oh. you see Foster's eyes are glowing red, and he's looking out the window. I'm going to real quick finish up the casting of the spell. <laughs> camping inside, I would have thought. Yeah, spread the word. We're camping inside tonight. Oh, we're camping inside. And then I'm just going to pick up Foster by his feathery <laughs> wings and follow him. Follow cool. his uh, uh Callie, gaze. you see that um, Foster is looking out the window mm-hmm. out into the backyard near like that meat shed. Okay. Mm. I, I'm just going to go with cool. Foster. Uh, Callie, you go out back with Foster. Mm-hmm. And you see um, all of these dark houses around, other log cabins. Nobody's got lights on. The only light is the moon. And in Calder's backyard, you see this meat shed and a white field of snow. Um, But in it, you see that Foster is looking at one yellow sunflower poking out from the snow. And Foster's eyes are glowing red at it. Fuck, how did you get here? Um, are you- Magic. (laughs) <laughs> did you like create your own little mini portal or did you come through the ice knife i just came up through the dirt you came through the dirt yeah <laughs> hi hi good to see you again it's been a while yeah do you know i'm on the other side i'm on the material plane yeah i know what's going on in the Feywild? is everyone okay no god you're bashful <laughs> yeah <laughs> oberon said that i should come here 
because there's too many bad people around and they might not notice me. But guess what? They're friends too. <laughs> Wait, what? There's You're... bad people. In the Feywild? I mean, of course there's bad people in the Feywild. Have you been to the Feywild? Yes, yes, yes. Of, of course, self-interested, but are there any that have been, that are being used? Is it Alexandra right there? Is the machine working its way into our gorgeous biological roots? Not yet. Those are the bad guys that are here. Okay. Yeah. So Oberon sent you. Uh-huh. Did he send you with a message? So. Spell. Your friend's mom. Yeah. She said that Ariox came clean with his plan under the mountain and then that there was a big fight, but there wasn't. There was just one little fight with two people. Everybody else got frozen for later. And they're friends. So when we go down there, we have friends to free. Yeah, they left the Feywild because they didn't like what it was becoming and that's why they came here. But this plan was already spoken for. So Ariox kept them in a safe spot so they could wake up later when things were different. What? So they were like, fey? They are like giants, giant kin fey, yeah. Giant kin fey? Yeah. Okay, why does Oberon want me to know this? Ariox wants you to know it, and Oberon wants you to know it, and... Ariox? Yeah. Ariox has some kind of consciousness still. He's dead, and he can't really tell us what's going on, okay. but he had a plan, and you're kind of part of it. I'm part of it? Okay. You're part of it. So if Ariox's plan mm -hmm. lives on, mm -hmm. is his plan to keep the ice knife as a portal, or should we try to seal it up? Because I'm pretty perplexed. Okay, well... I don't know what you're supposed to do with the ice knife. Okay. But I do know that people think that Ariox betrayed all these giants, but really he was just being kind of tricky. And so he wants everybody to kind of have their cake and eat it too. Way, way, way back, there was this thing called the Taming of the Fae Wild. And Callie, you remember when you first found about, out about Oberon. That was why Oberon originally made the serpents. He left the Fey Wild because they made the crowns and they made the courts. Mm. And um, Crowns and courts not wild enough for him. There you go. Mm. So there was this thing called the taming of the Fey Wild. And so Oberon had this prophecy that was like, if you guys continue to take the wild out of the Fey, the wild will rise from the earth and take over again. And so so happens. basically, essentially, what this flower is telling you <laughs> is that there were other people that had the same idea as Oberon. There were mm. other people that were like, fuck this, we don't want to be we here. We don't want courts or crowns. Totally. So some of those original fey giantkin are still there, frozen. Okay, so they'll have a good idea of what Ariox intended. I know what he intended. What does he intend? No gods, no masters, no courts, no crowns. You Can't got it. That. You got it. <laughs> okay. You got it. Okay. okay. But they couldn't break the crowns before. But guess who can break the crowns? Please say it's not Alexandrite. 
I think she would use the crowns. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, God, I was so fucking worried you were going to say Alexandra. (laughs) No, no. So I think that that's why times have changed, because the crowns are now officially a liability. And I think that if those were (gasps) broken... they accumulated all this power, and now they're just these power nodes that anyone can fucking hack into and ruin everything. But your serpents... All three of the serpents, if they're together, can break a crown. And that's the only way to break one. Well, that's the only way that I know. What do I know? I'm just a flower. (laughs) You know a lot. (laughs) Thank you. But I do have some bad news. Do you want to know? Yeah, I do. The friends? Uh Uh-huh. Some of them are really mean. Oh. But they don't like the crowns. So they might want to help if they know that you can help break the crowns. But... They're going to be mad that they got tricked by Ariox because he put them in a cave for like 10,000 years or whatever. Okay. Or actually probably like 50,000 years. I don't know how many years. Okay. So we've got like a diplomatic mission to like get them on our side. It's your at job. At least long enough to break these crowns. you got to bring them together. With the serpents and finding the other serpent is mm-hmm. a priority. Well, your sister already has a serpent. And she is trying to do it without any friends, and it's not very smart. And I tried to tell her, and she didn't listen. Wait, really? Yeah. She wants to break the crowns? Yeah, she's really mad at Queen Jovir. She got in trouble because her serpent got big, and she started a big fight, and now Queen Jovir is after her, and Cyrus says she's gonna kill her. But she can't because she doesn't have enough friends. Oh, wow. And, like, just, like, how big is her serpent compared to, like, I point at licorice. Bigger than your serpents. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's her serpent's name? Marigold. Fuck. (laughs) So fucking cute. You guys like flowers. Yeah, well, you know. I'm a flower. I like flowers. I would think you'd like Some flowers. Some flowers are jerks. Who do you hate? Spill. Mark. I also <laughs> fucking hate Mark. He's the worst flower. <laughs> he pitches me another screenplay that he wants me to write. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking... Right, flowers like to dictate. <laughs> okay. okay. Well... Well, thank you very much. I, um... I'm winter Aladrin right now, but I melt some of my water to water her. She... Happily takes it, uh, and you see she fluffs out and gets way bigger. Whoa, I also <laughs> grind up some fish guano. I know this is good fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see um, she uh, grows even larger, begins to freeze, begins to turn to ice, but seems kind of happy about it. Uh, is just kind of smiling. Okay, well, this has all been really helpful. Yeah. I'll grab her by the petals Thank you, Oberyn, for sending a flower to me. <laughs> I'll tell him. Uh, you see, uh, turns to ice and poof, shatters in your hands. Ah! <laughs> you uh, make a little sound. And uh, Saul, what do you think you're up to? Uh, so I think that I instantly got the treadmill back down. <laughs> um, and I've been just doing flips and running as fast as I can and trying to do some training. I've turned on some really loud giant death metal that I found in <laughs> Calder's uh, closet. I found essentially his old iPod. Yeah, yeah it's all been playing over my heart to heart that I was having with my mom. <laughs> yeah, you just hear it blasting through the walls. 
Yeah, Ken you... is trying to sleep, and I'm just ignoring her. Yeah, um, as you're working out, um, mm-hmm. you see uh, Kenna, yeah, she's um, laying in bed, but is just kind of, like, staring up, and she keeps, like, making motion, like she's going to talk to you, but she's keeps, like, kind of stopping herself. Sorry, is the music too loud? I can I can turn it down a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah why don't you, Mr. Buffo, why don't you turn it down? I think, uh... Um, just trying to get a little workout in before bed, you know? Yeah. I want to make sure I'm at my best for everything we got going on tomorrow. Of course, of course. But, uh... Yeah, Mr. Buffo, I've, uh... I feared you bringing up, like, family and stuff a lot, and I don't... I don't totally know how to say this, but do you think that... I could show you something through, like, your spores thing. Do you think it works like that? I mean, we can certainly try. I'm, I'm not really sure what all it's capable of, but, yeah, I, I, let's give it a go. You hop off the treadmill. You see Kenna walks up, puts her hands on your head, um, and then rests her head against them. And you feel a sudden jolt as you are pulled into one of Kenna's memories. Hmm. And you see Jaina Bronzebeard looking over some kind of city plans in her study in, like, the Iron Deep Castle. She's looking all stressed out. And then you see Kenna enters the room. You see Kenna is wearing, like, civilian clothes, just like a regular tunic and no plate mail. And Jaina goes, shouldn't you be out in the yard sparring? And Kenna looks down. I'm... I'm leaving Iron Deep. My, my father's been sending me money, and I, I bribed one of the couriers, and they, they told me where I could find him. So, I'm I'm gonna go to Ezra, and I'm gonna look for him. Jaina puts down her work and nods, and sort of crosses her arms and thinks, and goes, "Well, has um." Has he reached out to you at all, or, or are you the one that is that is doing all the work? And Kenna looks down again, kind of not wanting to answer, and Jaina gets up from her desk, walks around, and kneels next to the young squire, and goes, I will not tell you what to do. If you choose to go to Esri to look for him, I will charter the airship myself, but I I want to tell you something. I have had two little sisters in my life. One shared a family name with me, and the other did not. One liked jewels in her beard and music and dancing, and the other liked hammers and plate mail and sparring, and she sort of pats on Kenna. And she wanted very much to be a knight. I would hate to see her throw that dream away. And I would hate to lose another sister. Kenna just breaks down crying and buries her face in Jaina's chest. Jaina brings her in and kind of holds her for a moment. And then Jaina pulls back and makes eye contact with her and goes... The gods do not decide who is and isn't family. And you come out of the trance and see Kenna standing there kind of awkwardly and teary-eyed. So, 
Yeah, that's... <sighs> just, I thought maybe... No, yeah, no, that's... Yeah. I know that you call yourself a squire, but... I can see it, everyone can see it. You've got a knight's heart beating proudly under that iron. Thank you for saying that, Mr. Buffo. And just, just call me Saul. <laughs> that's gonna be a hard habit to break, <laughs> Mr. Bu- Saul. Saul. <laughs> um, and you see she goes over to her, like, pack, and she goes, Anyway, I, I found some old books in the equipment bags. Mm. And you see she pulls out a copy of The Boy Wizard and His Frog Pal. Oh. And she hands it to oh, you. Oh, gosh. This whole thing. <laughs> she goes, hey, man, I know the monsters weren't real at Launchpad, but I thought the main characters were very believable as brothers. <laughs> You're right. Thank you for reminding me. You know, no matter how much we lose, we, we got to hold on to what we have and got to double down on those connections. I'm really glad that we got to meet you. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks, big bro. Um, gives you a big hug. Did you want me to sign this book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Could you make it not personal, so in case we ever have to sell it for potions, that we get That's a, a great okay, idea. I'm joking, yeah. joking, joking, joking. I just write, keep on trucking. <laughs> That's hilarious, Mr. Buffo. Saul. That's hilarious, Saul. God, it's so hard. <laughs> it's okay, sis. You'll get it. Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, so if there's anything you don't want, Rocket Money will help you cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will deal with customer service and all those AI chatbots so you don't have to. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and it's saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is saving their members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw that is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw thank you everybody Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly. Folks, their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 
Law 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PAWPAW50 at factormeals.com slash PAWPAW50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Um, Meanwhile, Callie, you are still out in the backyard. You've just finished up with the flower and you suddenly hear a crunching in the snow. And before you can get back inside, you see Gregor sneaking around the back and he goes, Oh, hey, Callie. Hey. Hi, Gregor. Hey, I'm supposed to be at first light, but I snuck off so I could talk to you guys. Don't let my mom see or she'll tell Gowan. Go get Jif and the other guy, Saul, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go get them. And what? Tell Jif to meet in the meat shed. Okay, so me, Jif, and Saul, just the three of us to meet you, in the meat you shed? You can bring Kenna, too, if you want. You yeah. can bring Kenna? Okay, yeah, just yeah. don't let my mom find out. She'll fucking tell Gowan. Totally. And Gowan will get so pissed. Totally. Okay. 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 Um, cool. I'll be right back. Right on. Okay. My boys are watching the tower for me, so they're going to cover for me, but my mom is going to tell on me. Yeah, totally. Um, what's this about? Just so I can, like, give them a heads up. I just got some, like, cool news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. It's cool. It's really cool. Good news, yeah. Okay, great. Good news from Cold Break. Awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna pick up a bottle of champagne, too. Right on. Sound okay. good? Okay, I'll I'm, be in the meat shed. I'll be in the meat shed. I'll be in the meat shed. I'll be in the meat shed. Uh, Gregor goes in the meat shed and... Very quickly after you see vape smoke coming out of it. <laughs> Can I do a detect thoughts on the meat shed? Yeah. I, I cast it. Okay, go ahead and give me an insight check. Okay. Come on, one of these. 15. You hear racing thoughts from Gregor. Mm-hmm. First off, super mad at Gowan. Like, stupid fucking piece of shit brother making me stay out at the Mm. goddamn tower i should be back here like all kind of things about gowan little bit panicked that his mom's gonna find out but gregor's a little bit of a dumbass so he's kind of excited so he's Uh kind of having fun excited he's excited to see jiff he like wants Mm. jiff to come out so that they can hang in the meat shed he's kind of like this is just like all times and he's also thinking about like oh man that little frog dude is gonna be pumped he keeps thinking that that little frog dude Okay, I okay. go upstairs. I try to get everyone to go into Great. camping inside, everybody. But Great. I don't. I don't shout that. I say it quietly so Greg cool. doesn't hear. Yes, I'll say yeah, you guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's go. And All right, then, yeah, um, camping inside. Uh, nice. Camping inside, just like old times, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm gonna do like I'm trying to think of like how I as an a lad a winter ladron would write something. So I think I like. You know how, like, sometimes snowflakes collect to make patterns on a window? Yeah. Mm. I kind of write, um, Gregor's outside in the meat shed, and he wants the three of us to meet him, like, on my hand as if it's snowflakes or frost on a window, and I just show them. It's not camping inside without some frozen weenies. <laughs> gonna, oh, yeah, you guys want a snack? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run out. Let's, let's all run out. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, that's a really good we'll idea. We yeah. Yeah. Ooh, We're really hungry. Weenies. We're going to get a lot of weenies. We'll, we'll be right back. All right. Yeah, right stay right here. Keep it warm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep it warm. All right, I'll be here. <laughs> indoor camping. What about Mira? Mira. Yeah. Get Mira in here. Oh, in- indoor camping. Yeah, all we're right. doing indoor that's camping. That's fun. We're going to get some frozen meat, but you and your need to warm up I'm this not super uh-huh. hungry. camp space for yeah, us. I'm 
not too hungry either, but if you kids in here snack. Oh, we're starving, yeah. yeah. We've got snacks yeah. covered. Right. You keep those blankets right. warm. Yeah. yeah, no, hey, no Dutch ovens, though, am I right? <laughs> you can Dutch oven, though, if you want. Yeah, already, you yeah, can. Already, already did it. Anything to keep it. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, they, yeah, they, they start getting ready for bed. <laughs> start farting up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's go outside. Let's go. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming, Colter, that you don't want to just like straight out attack him, or is that what you want? No, I don't. I no, I, I don't want to attack him, but I also I don't want to do exactly what he's telling us to do either. Is there any way we could do some kind of exorcism or something? Also, I got a lot of information, but I'm going to fill you in another time. Okay, okay yeah. so just remind me <laughs> before we go into the cave uh-huh. that I have like a ton of fucking info. Interesting. Great. I but, was just talking about I didn't know what to do. Well, but, yeah. I think I can help you with that, but let, let's like, but just remind me because I will forget. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you write a note on my hand? Yeah, I do. The frost on the pane. Oh. <laughs> Ask Callie about destroying the crowns. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Okay. So, so Gregor wants us to go meet him in the meat shop. Yeah. Which I feel like he's maybe trying to heist us. But when I read his thoughts, he was... I'm almost wondering if there's like a subconscious thing that's piloting him and his conscious thoughts are still him. Mm. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if we can do some kind of like exorcism. But he was saying he was like, the little frog is going to be so excited. He said, yes, good news. Oh, okay. Well, how big is the meat shed? It's, pretty small. It's, it's it's small for giants, huge oh. for you guys. So it's pretty big. Yeah. It, it's log cabin size. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I will do a detect magic on the meat shed to see if there's any magic emanating from like whatever's happening with him. I know that this isn't really yeah. magic, but just in case. Um, and can I cast mirror image on myself? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Three duplicates. Okay. Three um, calders pop up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take one of these guys into the meat shed with you. Me and the other two. <laughs> okay. We'll wait outside. That's smart. Okay. Um, okay. I'll prepare an action to just jump up into the rafters at the first sign of danger right on okay so you're kind of you guys all go outside calder makes some duplicates of himself callie you are there with one of the duplicates and you cast detect magic no magic coming okay. from the shed at all if that's the case okay so if i'm with a duplicate i can't also be invisible so yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna go in with both fucking <laughs> snakes. Okay. Can I look Both at the serpents. the mirror calder? Does it look exactly like you, or is it like slightly off? Um, I guess I imagine them almost coming as like um, reflective icicle calders. <laughs> so I'm doing great. like really good pantomime to sell <gasps> that it's real. Yeah, like, it's like putting the, an arm around it. It's super close, but if you if you look really like you know intensely at it, you'll, you'll see your mom would be able to a tell lot of jagged edges. <laughs> The man is made of ice. <laughs> I hold its hand. So Ice Calder starts to walk towards the shed with Callie. Uh, Saul's on the outside, mm-hmm. readying a reaction, ready to go. Mm-hmm. You guys enter the shed. You see there are hanging frozen carcasses, stripped of skin, red meat hanging by hooks. Moonlight pours in through slots in the shoddy woodwork of the old shed. When suddenly a monster appears. You see this horned beast with all of this hanging meat over its face comes out. (laughs) I'm fucking with you, dude. (laughs) Did I get you? (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, don't scream, my mom can't. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't scream. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right, I'm sorry, I'm it's sorry. It's me and Calder, but um, the frog's taking a shit. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, hell he yeah. He says he's got about 10 more minutes. Oh, I know how that goes. <laughs> I think I'm on the roof. Great, I think yeah, I, yeah, you're I on heard the... I heard the the shock scream, and I'm like you saw, on top yeah, of the roof. You see that Gregor has taken like a a giant like goat carcass and put it over <laughs> like the skin over his head. It's fucking terrifying looking. And your brother would yeah. do this like when he was a kid, and when, he would still have goat on his face. Yeah, after he took the mask oh, off. It's yeah. fucking gross. I was out here for like 15 minutes. What the hell yeah. took you guys so long? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, oh, I forgot to bring the fucking champagne. Okay, what was oh, yeah. the good news? Yeah, okay. You guys want to wait for your your frog buddy? He here, said or? get started. Without Get started, me, I'm having my me time. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm doing just like mimicking everything Callie said. Yeah. I'm like I'm nodding like, and shaking because my my mimic will Jim, do that. Your mimic can't talk, so I keep like I keep just like <laughs> pretending like I'm speaking over you. <laughs> Jim, God, Sorry, Calder, so I keep cutting you off. I okay. can't believe you didn't squeal. Calder's throwing his hands up like, what the hell? Let me yeah. get a word all in. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Wave so, his hand off. It's all right. All right. So check this Continue. out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out, Jeff. Okay. So I wanted to tell you guys in person. Okay, we yeah. got a message uh-huh. at first watch. Apparently, there were a bunch of survivors from Cold Break. They escaped during the attack and went south through the mountains. They're with the Frozen Fist now. We got a message from Commander Fuldar. And the weirdest thing... Yeah. They say it was a bullywug who saved them. Saul falls through the roof. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, you got oh, me. Dude, you're that, dude, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, my God. Shh, shh, shh. Everybody shut up. Mom's going to hear. Mom's going to fucking hear. Oh, God, you busted the fucking jack. <laughs> there was a weak Dad's spot. Dad's going to fucking freak out. All right, all right. Everyone calm down. Let's get Frogs a fucking story straight. Frogs need altitude to take a shit. <laughs> It's okay. true. Let's, let's all get our shit off the side. All right. Calder's mimic is nodding. That's fucking epic. That's fucking epic. Let's all get our fucking story straight, okay? Yeah, all right. Tell when me. mom and dad ask about why the fucking shed fell, okay? I'm going to break a branch out of a nearby tree. Okay. And we're going to pretend that a fucking branch fell, okay? It wasn't any okay. of us. It wasn't because I got scared. It wasn't because anyone got scared, okay? Yeah, yeah. I've got it. I've got okay. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, anyway, I'll branch. you were off taking your shit, so. <laughs> right. Apparently, okay, I know you said you had clones and stuff, right? Yeah. Apparently, a bullywug was in cold break and got a bunch of people out. They said that, obviously, little message on a raven, so we don't have all the info. Right. But uh, apparently, there was a big fight. They had a bunch of rangers there and guards and everything, and a bunch of those guys got absorbed. But a bunch of the other citizens were taken by this bullywug while they were hiding, and he was able to get them away from the other replicants or whatever. What did they just did they say what he looked like? Did he have a beautiful wig of blonde hair? They they said that he didn't have that. They said that he was gray and had wires coming out of him, but was doing his best. Oh. So it seemed like he was like fighting against something or whatever. Again, bird message. So <laughs> Yeah, there's really these bigger birds, am I right? Oh, do you think we should say that a big bird came through the That's so, a really so good yeah. idea. Okay. I'm gonna actually go get the champagne. I'll be right back. Right on. Yeah, yeah. When I leave, okay. I just wanna make sure that everything's normal at the house mm-hmm. and he isn't isolating us to go after the Yes. Yeah. Nice. 
You go into the house and you see that Mira and Yurg are already like snoring in bed. <laughs> okay, great, great. Okay, that's And I'll say Kenna, Kenna stands guard and can uh, no, I oh, go in the Lehman's tiny hut because I'm scared that they're going to leave. I'm scared that if someone comes, you got that because I can keep everyone from them as long as they stay within the hut. Right on. Okay, yeah. I'll stay in the Lehman's tiny okay. hut. All right. Okay, so yeah, like a, a big bird. Maybe the bird like accidentally got like a bottle of wine and drank it and crashed through the wall or something like that. So something, we've got that, we've got our story straight there. Seems a I'm, little complicated, bro. Okay. <laughs> I'm still confused though, because right. the, the Bullywug is here now. How did they get all the way from the rendezvous with the frozen fist to here? I mean, no way it's the same frog, because they said that just, that, that just happened. Or I guess like a few hours ago. Okay. Uh, however f- long it oh, took gosh. for the bird to fly. Maybe it's a slow bird. <laughs> it's true. You know, yeah. strong from all the wine. Yeah. This this is getting more complex by the second. I, I don't... I gotta sit down. Um, yeah. You guys want to smoke? Uh, <laughs> champagne's Jeff? good for me. Um, I, I don't think you should, Calder. Oh, yeah. Minna Calder reaches for the smoke. <laughs> Calder, come on, please. You had a big coughing fit last time. <laughs> nods, nods. Steps back. Actually, fine. Demures. You can have one. I hold it to his mouth and make it look like he's doing it. Yes. <laughs> nods, smiles, pretends to blow smoke out the window. <laughs> Epic. So does this mean that there's another clone out there? Oh, I don't know. I th- that seems very possible, but I hope not, because that means that Mothership's gotten to them, too. That's so selfless of you, Gregor, that you heard this information. You were so excited to share it with Saul. It wasn't that selfless. I kind of wanted to hang out. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. Hey, does everybody at First Watch vape like this? Yeah. Did you start this? Is this kind of like your trend? Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Can I see the vape? Sure. Sick. Uh, hands you a vape. Uh, it is like a, a Magitech item. It's like a vape thing. Slide my glasses on and check out this vape. I kind of do like a, I pretend like I'm a real cool guy vaping with my glasses on, but I don't inhale. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The coolest thing you can do. Damn, shit. He's fucking just swallowing the smoke. That's awesome. Um, You look at it and it is like a Magitech item, but it is not made by Mothership. Looks like it, it might've been something literally made by like Ingrid. Okay. But it doesn't seem like it's. Doesn't seem like it's compromised. Okay, cool. Do you guys ever go to Frigg's Lake House? Hell yeah. Just now that we're... That dude was fucking crazy. Yeah. He used to ride a snowmobile naked around the lake. (laughs) Friggin' man. But it was really late at night, so no one was out, so it wasn't, like, weird. (laughs) You gotta understand the context. (laughs) Mimic Calder is nodding (laughs) deeply. deeply Jif knows. Jif knows. Boris wasn't fucking weird. Shaking his head. No way. Yeah, no way, dude. I think this is the exact eulogy he would have wanted. And one time, one time, he jumped off his freaking deck... And you gotta understand, like small folk when they jump off decks in the snow, yeah. it's yeah. like you know pretty pretty scary. But like mm-hmm. this dude, we're talking like seven hundred pounds. He went straight through the snow. It was like dropping a fucking ball. Fucking <laughs> <Was> he, <laughs> he just breaks down crying. Was he naked when he jumped off the roof too? Of course he fucking was, dude. I mean, being naked in this kind of cold so confidently is such a flex. So fucking epic. Yeah, freaking epic. <laughs> Freaking epic. Yeah. Do you guys think that at his house when they just found like his clothes and his rings and like his family heirloom sword and all that stuff that it was just like him going off snowmobiling or doing something funny? It is true. He does like to get naked. We have established that. (laughs) Oh. So maybe he was just doing some epic He wouldn't do it during the day though. He wasn't weird. (laughs) 
He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it if it wasn't just a party with like a few close friends. It's true. He yeah. waits for the full moon to show yeah. his full moon. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's God damn, man. Crazy. He was the shit. Yeah. That's so fucking crazy. Saul fills his gullet with vape. <laughs> I have half a mind to fucking go over there. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. You said heirloom sword. Yeah. We should make sure that's safe, right? Well, I yeah. mean, they didn't just leave it in the street. F fucking Gowan took it. Ah. Gowan took it. Mm. Can I do like, I guess like, I'm gonna write on, <laughs> I'm gonna write with frost on the window to Calder. This is definitely Gregor, right? <laughs> Calder, Calder and his other two mimics peer in the window. Can I do an insight check on my brother? Yeah, the, of course. I'll say, Ian, you can do it with advantage. Well, that is a nat one and a 14. Okay. Seems like Gregor. Okay. I guess I'm going to have, I'm going to have my mimic rush at him. Like he's going to attack him. Jeff, what the fuck? Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. Jeff, you've uh, been vaping is, too much. That's a natural three. It's definitely going to miss. <laughs> okay. But as he, as he backs up, I'm going to come in the door and just got your ass. <laughs> you see your mimic goes to run at him. And he doesn't shift forms or anything. He just stands up and goes, Jeff, what the fuck? <laughs> and goes to what he would always do is just the old classic, like hold his hand on your head to like stop you from charging. And he just slams through your mimic that disappears and like turns into ice. All right. So that Jeff, is... what the fuck? Got your ass, dude. <laughs> oh, we got you oh. twice. We got you twice. Fucking switcheroo. Ice switcheroo. <laughs> we got to get to that lake house, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, something, something screwy's going so on. So let me see your glasses. Yeah, sure. Can I look <laughs> at my brother again with the glasses? Uh, go ahead and give me another insight check. That's a 16. Showing organic. So why, why would, so why would Swag say, you know what, never mind. All right. So, like, what are you guys thinking? Because I got to get back. Because well, first of all, I'm gonna tell mom that you broke the roof. What? <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? Because I didn't tell tale. I don't I want to get things were different now. Yeah, I thought so too. We could just say a bird did it. We could just say a bird did it. No one has to go down. What kind of insane idea is that? Well, the fucking big bird came and clawed my fucking oh, big face. Bird came. Yeah, big, big bird one came. came. Yeah, no, not big bird. <laughs> the fucking Sesame Street dude. That doesn't exist in our world. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that's a fair wild thing. I showed him on my phone. <laughs> it's amazing. It's pretty cool. It sounds fucking awesome. There's a frog in that too. All right, look. Whatever you guys need, all right? I don't give a shit what fucking Gowan says. He thinks he's the fucking boss of me, but he's not. And besides, he's not going to check on me till the morning anyway. Yeah. So all I got to do is get back to the tower. I can still get freaking drunk. I can get high and then get like four hours of sleep and then yeah, wake up and still be fine for work tomorrow. <laughs> okay? Dude is a genius. So I'll head down to Boris's place. I'll meet you guys there, okay? We'll sneak out like different directions so we're not noticed. Nice. Okay? okay. That's awesome, yeah. All right. Freak's rig. Freak's rig. <laughs> Epic. Living Epic. big on Freak's rig, yeah. He, he throws Frigg. up the devil horns and s starts to cry thinking about Boris Frig, um, <laughs> and then runs off. Okay, guys, I don't know what's going on. Calder, he seems pretty authentic. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think a robot could replicate. <laughs> it's unreplicatable. <laughs> but this seems like the best way to separate him from everyone else, but still keep an eye on him, right? Why, why did Why did Swag say that they got Gregor? Because they might have got him, but it's operating at a subconscious level, so he still thinks he's him. It might be like a sleeper agent that hasn't been activated yet, which means that maybe it could be extracted. Okay. Which means that something's at Frigg's rig that he's been dispatched to get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have to go with them so we get it first. Yeah. We have to protect Gregor from himself. Or right. is he being sent here to separate us from your parents? Well, you've <sighs> got to protect it by, by the tiny hut, right? I have got Lumen's tiny hut. It just is like a matter of if someone comes in knocking, I, I okay. can't keep them in there. Yeah, well... Gowan told us to protect them, and we did, so we can't get in trouble with Gowan because technically they are protected. And okay. he didn't know that Gregor was going to be here. He would obviously have commanded us to go and watch Gregor, too. He's, he doesn't want anything to happen to our family, so we're still technically following his rules, <laughs> and I can't get in trouble. Well, it's not about you getting in trouble. Of course not. <laughs> but I, and I can't, but yeah. <laughs> You're irreproachable. Right. But... I mean, I don't want to put your parents in danger. That's all I'm concerned about. Well, I think... You think well, they're safe? I think they're, I think they're safe, and I think Gregor poses a, a bigger risk now going to Boris's lake house, which okay. I really... You know, I do want to see it. Yeah. I, was never, I, I mean, I heard yeah. it, and I was like, I really want to fucking see that. Yeah, I want to do that jump he was talking about. Snowmobile might still be in the garage. Interesting, uh, interesting. We need that to get I to the ice cave. I need a snowmobile. I need to fucking ride into the Feywild on a fucking snowmobile. <laughs> yeah. Man, I might, I might disrobe just to see what it feels like. I know. Yeah, it's getting late. The it would be fine. The through my tits. <laughs> Imagine the crisp air on my tape. <laughs> just vent out for all to see. <laughs> All right, let's let's go meet Gregor. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna leave the serpents to watch over your parents. Good idea. Great. Yeah, you do get the sense that if something were to happen to your serpents, you would know something was wrong. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the serpents with Kenna, and I think I'm just gonna say like, here's the deal: we are going. I am worried that this is like to separate us from Calder's parents. I'm happy to be on guard duty. Are you? Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and then I instruct the serpents to wrap around cool. her. They just keep going in circles endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is just dropping pebbles for honeysuckle <laughs> and feeding lettuce to licorice. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Let's Sweet. Do it. Yeah. I give Ken a a little um, knitted rag <laughs> for cleaning your hammer, sis. Appreciate that. May it always be ready to swing. <laughs> you guys leave your house. Kenna is on guard. The serpents are protecting her. And you go closer to the town square, lakeside, where you see a bunch of these lake houses, a bunch of these giant cabins. And behind one, you do see one with a deck and a fire pit. And you see Gregor hiding in the bushes nearby. Zit, spot. Whoa. Oh. It's even cooler than I imagined yeah it's so, so sick look how high up that fucking deck is i couldn't <laughs> see it because i was only ever looking at it from across the lake yeah you jumped you from it no fucking way. it was fucking sick <laughs> is the lake frozen by the way the lake is frozen yeah. okay cool sick so it's just like you can like slide right onto the lake from the deck yeah it's pretty sweet have you ever had magic cast on you yeah you want some 
Um, <laughs> fucking hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on all of us. Okay, great. Nice. Nice. And I'm just going to see if the magic hits him in a different way. Mm. Appears completely normal. You guys see like snow starts to kind of gather around you guys, giving you guys more camouflage. He's a fucking sleeper agent. Yeah, swag. <gasps> what were you saying, swag? All right. All right, so how do you guys want to go in? Because I'm not usually when I would like get up to stuff. Mm-hmm. Gowan would come up with the ideas. <laughs> not that he's my fucking boss. Yeah. Is there a chimney? Yeah, yeah, for sure there is. For sure. Want to oh, do chimney? Santa Claus style. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus style, yeah. yeah. Being this far north, it just makes me think it's All right. right. That means we got to climb the deck that's kind of almost as sick as fucking jumping off of it. Yeah. That's true. Let's totally. climb the it fucking is. deck. Yeah. And if we fall off, then we can say we jumped. Oh, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, technically we did. All right. <laughs> uh, let's let's start doing it. Um. Yeah. Everybody uh, give me athletics checks as you guys. Uh, Saul, you don't even have to. You can just literally like walk up the beams. <laughs> 21. Uh, hell yeah. 16. Sweet. Um, you guys make it up. Calder a little bit more laboriously. <laughs> you see Gregor's climbing next to you. Huh, you tired? <laughs> no. It's you sure? You seem tired. I can, do with, I can do it with one arm. I just, see, it's hard to climb when you, you farted in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Gregor's in front beefed. of you. Keeps moving them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had to climb up quite high. Definitely authentic. Calder's house is just the one story, but this one is, is two stories because obviously giant, the fucking level's got to be pretty high. So you got to climb this deck like fucking like 50 feet high. It's like pretty tall up um and you get up to the top from the deck uh you do see this big fire pit one of those like long rectangular ones that has coals that like lights up obviously it's out right now you see that everything does look neat around here same as like the other crime scenes that you guys have seen you see a big window looking into the main bedroom here like a loft bedroom uh where you can see a big bed uh looking through this window here uh and then you also see the roof and there's a, a chimney up there uh and there actually is a door from the deck mm. Mm. i was gonna say we should check to see if it's locked but I, I don't know if it's trapped or booby trapped or anything so maybe we should just leave it be mm. we can just touch it yeah you touch it you touch it if you're not scared i'm not fucking scared <laughs> Wait, maybe you shouldn't touch it okay <laughs> Don't touch it. You touch it. I touch it. Uh, Callie, you touch it? Yeah. The doorknob jiggles like it is unlocked. It's fucking unlocked. What the fuck? Well, maybe the... I know the rangers had to come here to check, so... Yeah, they maybe didn't lock it, but... Okay. That seems... Is somebody still inside? Should we knock? I don't know if we should knock. Let's... You know what? I'm gonna go down the chimney. I'm not bailing on Santa yet. (laughs) Saul, you go up to the roof... You go down the chimney. Mm -hmm. I pop my head out Grinch style. You pop your head out Grinch style. You see there are sort of through the windows and stuff. You can see the moonlight lighting up the room, but there are no lights in here. Everything is pretty neat. There's nothing out of place. You see various wooden signs around with things like on lake time and it's lake o'clock. There's a big cozy rug and a bunch of couches and chairs. And there's a staircase going up to this loft a bedroom that these guys are on level with up on the deck. Okay. Um, and you don't see anybody down here. Or g- give me a perception check. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. a nat 20. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Nat 20 on the chimney check. Okay. That's a good perception check to get a nat 20 on. Saul. Mm-hmm. I'll say you stick your head out Grinch style. You look around. You don't notice anyone. You have pretty decent senses about this type of thing. You walk over. Kind of touch the knob. Front door is locked. So upstairs was not locked. That's kind of weird. Hmm. 
kind of looking around down here. You see that there's there's no one else down here. But you look out the window. There's a big window down here from like the kitchen looking out at the lake. And as you look out, you see a little too close to the shore to be used for something like ice fishing. It has snowed and it's a little bit covered up, but you can just make out a hole in the ice. Okay, yeah. I shimmy back up the chimney, reverse Grinch style. Great. Uh, Saul um, easily- Did you just reverse Grinch? <laughs> Nobody reversed Grinch. This guy the anti-Grinch, is that technically Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> this guy is Santa Claus. On me. Yo, yo, yo. Guys, I think that Boris did the ultimate deck leap. No fucking way. Do you see that over there he on the water? The, he jumped over the lake. Clear into the lake. That's right. Over the lake. Oh, no. Into okay, the lake. into the lake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a couple miles. No, yeah. not the legendary deck jump where you clear the lake altogether. The right. ultimate deck jump where you leap right into the lake and plunge through. Okay. okay. I mean, should we go to where where you're pointing? Yeah, I mean... First, we should see if uh, Boris had any like potions or you know, you know snacks. But after that, we should go. Yeah, you mm. you look around. Doesn't have any potions here, but does have some snacks. We grab a bunch of cans of Pringles. <laughs> What's your pop? <laughs> He's always having fucking pop. parties here. <gasps> you see, Gregor walks with you guys out to the lake, and you do see that there is a hole in the ice that has been kind of covered up by some snow, but it is not totally frozen. It looks like it was broken at some point today. Can I uh, pierce it with my new greatsword? Yeah. Oh, shit. Is that mom's dagger? Great. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's my dagger. Now it's my tiny little dagger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. You um, pull it out uh, and you smash right through it. Ice is thin there. Mm, this has been pierced. Um, and cold water splashes up and you just see darkness in that hole. Alexandrite was underwater. Yeah. She's oh. no stranger to it. So, I don't know if Boris went in. I think, I think Alexandra came out. Could be. Hmm. Do you think that that's how she infected him in the first place? What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, you mean like the creature guys? Yeah, yeah. the androids. Yeah. Okay, so they're like taking people over. That's how they turned into the ranger. So you think somebody came out of the lake? And maybe. They, all and, right. And maybe grab Boris. What the fuck? Are there any um, are there any tracks or any other signs of anything coming out of the lake? You look around, and anything would be covered up by snow. Do you want me to jump in, swim as far as I can, and then face step back up? See if oh I see yeah! Anything? You want a cold plunge? <laughs> I think I'm gonna cold plunge. Okay. I'm gonna. Wow. I'm gonna. Holy shit! Um, is it consensual if I disrobe? <laughs> Yeah, try to keep yeah. it together. <laughs> I fully disrobe, and then I cold plunge. All right, you jump in. Knowing that the, the second I feel like, oh, I can't go anymore, I'm going to face step back out. I rush really quick to get a towel from inside. Right on. <laughs> Uh, he's got so many towels. He hosts so many lake God, parties. He's always ready. Wow. Yeah, he's always ready. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna get this robe too. As I go, I'm like, thank God I took those swimming lessons from Colder. <laughs> I didn't know they would come in handy. Kelly, it is even in in your winter ladrin form. It absorbs some of the cold, but you feel a shock as you enter. This is like the coldest you've ever been. You are <gasps> so cold, but after a moment, your body starts to 
adapt to it a little bit and mm. some of the winter Aladrin attributes kind of help you here and you're able to like warm up a little bit it is completely dark down here but you do have dark vision and you see foster jumps in with you <gasps> swims down Ooh. and lights up his eyes <gasps> so you've got this like red light as you go and look around awesome. at the bottom of the water here <laughs> Um, and as you look around, Ducks go, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead and give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. Net twenty. Yes, yes my man. God. God damn, we're perceptive. Yes. Shit. Ooh. Okay. Can't get anything past us. Oh my god, I was nervous. Callie, about that. you swim around, and you can still see Gregor is up there. He casts a little fire cantrip, half to help you see the surface, half to troll Calder. He goes, <laughs> "Can you do this yet, Jeff?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I just would be so stupid to do it in the dark while people think this house is empty. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, Gregor's holding a little light over the hole in the ice so that you can see it, Callie. Mm -hmm. um, so you see this orange light. You swim away from it, and you're using the light of Foster to swim deeper and deeper into the lake here. And it gets quite deep. You lose sight of the surface. You are surrounded by darkness. You feel drawn in a particular direction, kind of following Foster's lead. And you eventually find something. You find some kind of underwater vessel. You find an empty pod. It looks like it could have held about half a dozen or so humanoids. And it has some kind of drill apparatus at the top of it and then a small hold for a few people. I would like to loot this, please. Um, you loot it. Anything and everything you, I can As find. you look around it, you see it doesn't look functional. It looks it looks like something like burst out of it, like it was almost mm -hmm. just like a casing. And there's really not much to salvage here because whatever was in it didn't need to breathe, didn't need to eat, didn't need any kind of directional thing because it's a hive mind. So it's literally just like essentially a sentient barrel that flew up <laughs> with a drill on it with a with a few people in it. But you see that it is empty here at the bottom of the cold lake. I want to enlarge myself so okay. that I can carry it up to the surface. Cool. Nice. That's awesome. yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Callie um, brings the pieces of this vessel up uh, through the surface of the lake um, and emerges from this hole in the water. Whoa, Callie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I need to oh, shit. <laughs> I found this. I think this is how they came, or maybe there's like a new contingency. Oh, no. It's empty. That means they're, that means they're here. They've infiltrated. Yeah, we weren't expecting them to be able to... I thought they would just come through the coast. The fact that they were able to drill through, I should have thought of that. They're from Iron Deep. Oh, okay, so they're here. Where would they go? And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, no! <laughs> I want to no. play more! I feel like we shouldn't have left my mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> we 
shall see. We shall see. Uh, with that, you can hear us talk more about this over on the short rest. Patreon.com slash NADPOD. It's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Oh, oh, oh. Do not yeah. sing yet. Do not sing yet. Does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, dude. We have a bunch of brand new merch. I believe mm-hmm. we have some collared shirts. Yes. First ever yeah. NADPOD formal wear. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, uh, sure, what sure. <laughs> so wear those to your friends' weddings, everybody, and take yeah. some photos. Check out shop.nadpod.com. You know what? It's fucking perfect for a lake party. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Wear that shit Good open. lake party gear. Oh, wow. yeah. Absolute lake party gear. Uh, we've got that. We've got our Gladeholm cardigan in stock oh, now. Oh, yes. Ooh. So we have fashions for if you're in the library getting some work done. We've mm-hmm. got fashions for if you're hitting the lake. Whatever Every your occasion. fashion, whatever your occasion is, we've yeah. got you set. Those Hell two, yeah. but that's really all you yeah. need. <laughs> Uh, sweet. Uh, and with that, uh, you can follow us on social media that Ramir may not use at CH First Me, at Caldies Caldwell, at Emily, and at Jacob, which is Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. We are, we are. You are the nation. We are, we are. It's the end of the show, everyone. You know what that means? It's time to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C, Later Mixgator, Matt M, Cutter W, Jeff C, Daniel G, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Danny P, Bryant, the microwaved salmon and bribery guy. Oh, I love the new ones. Vincent W., Victor T., Balnor's boy, Hoyd's friend, Justin I., Danny Danster, TJM., Charlie the Crayfay, Christopher B., Daniel R., Jordan L., cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt, Targot, Stevie Wags, Hellish Rebuker PhD. R.I.P. Squeam, he died as he lived without context. Princess Yar, Jory S., Jack L., Nicholas C., star of every film ever made in Bohemia, now starring in the Iron Deep production of A Squire Never Tires. <laughs> Samuel B., Mike H., Alka Smeltzer Plus, Great Value Gemma. Adam G, Tyler F, Nabadger, Panama James, Heredrian, Carborough, Chapel Hill, FPV, Rex Thaniel the White, Diana de los Lopez, ZZ Lulu, Ecuparos, Rabbit Fox Detective, Rico, Calder Comes, Cold Shout Out to the Cold Come Come. Companions, Frosty Facial, Taylor B, the vengeful one-winged angel, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Stephen is Stephen T, unevenly, you see, see? (laughs) I know I've read that before, but it really hit me right this morning. Mike K, Lady Taco and Team Incredulity, Joy T, Jake L, Nick W, Agnity, William W, Big Bad Beard of the Mad, Ananorama, Percival Frederick Stein von Musel Klausowski de Rollo III, J Dragonborn, Albus Bartleby, Mr. Special Little Cutie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Why? 
The Sandrian, Ben A, Dave H, Christian S, Asel from the Prison of Elders, Dustin S, Danny F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant Izzy F, DPC is awesome. Shown the Shade Tree Mechanic of Selbuldar, Summer Rose Grantair, Katsi, Misa of House in Zunza, Ariel the Occasional Mermaid, Selena and Velociraptor, P. Piggy Owies, Pat. L, Maxwell J, Lauren H, Nolani, the coffee barista brewing fighter of Fahumia, Serve 16, the Bone Duster, Annie, the Feywild therapist, Skillful Ferret. I'd like to see that sunflower in the snow. It's classic. It's good. We like it. Connor Savage, Salil, Weed Goku 69, aka Gunk at 16, experimenting with drugs. How could we Goku 69 get any better? And yet it did. BioQuirt 7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Drub Hop Dropper, Jack H, King of the Mole People under Iron Deep, dressed in blue and fighting his way through a bracket style tournament. I recognize. <laughs> Lindsay W, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Noah the Bullywug Boy, hashtag release the filthy guppy cut, James G, everything Bago the Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger Stripey, Daddy Master Dandy, Han the Green Teen, Eric B, Marcos, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota James P, Frida M, Pagos, self-proclaimed fave king, back on the regularly programmed fave shenanigans. Tracy P, the Creek Elf Librarian. Maggie S, Holly Hyena, Leah, Giovanni the Fighter, Akash the Car, Doofinus, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, Cody C. Keychains, Pentium 2 Processor, Lorelei the Succubus, and Kira her busty queen, Matt M, your friendly neighborhood yaunt and yuncle Andrew and Sid, John A, the write-in candidate for... <laughs> 2024. So John Adams. Okay, wow. Uh, Meg, the mail carrier of Pahumia. James F. Jimmy A. M4L. Austin S. Wayfarer now has to do something with the trolls. Get rid of them. Turn to page 42. Keep them. Turn to page 69. Shane C. Barpo Good Barrel Barbarian. Welshlander. Garrett G. One Big Gird. Mr. D. Dana the Daisy. Oh, we just had a flower. Okay, it was a sunflower, but I feel like Dana the Daisy is friends with the sunflower. Ethan B. Havy the Half-Orc. Renee the Monster. Captain. Box Clifton. Olivia the Enchanting Bard, who is working hard on her audition for the lead singer of the Mounting Crows. Winter Slade. Sammy B. Bahumia's Finest linguist riley s fico garrett the artificer anthony the raddest of dudes josh h abigail h 
Caleb L. The fairies have been partying nonstop to celebrate hashtag CCC. We are hungover and resting and wishing best of luck to y'all. Cantrip Dumbledore, the bear onesie wearing barbarian. Lexi H. MJ, the BFG. Cam, the frogman. <laughs> Artavius Crass, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself, Derek D, Tristan, the Talentless Hunk, BTA Workshop, Shenanigans O'Connor, Mios the Great, Alex K, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angel La Pamela, the Forever Vindicated, yes you were, Emma S, Red the reforged war forged. Pavu Eskinar, the Goliath Paladin, providing service with a smile. Aggressively palm muting open strings because frets are for chumps. Oh, I bet the boys like that one. A cat napping in a sunbeam, listening to a podcast. Nyax, nasty nut. I still can't believe those two follow each other. C. Jam Hampton, Shelby, Kenna's second favorite sprite girl, a level 12 circle of party druid with a once a day pinata wild shape. Ooh, please don't smash her. Jackson R. T3RHX, official Ned Flanders. Blake H. Searching for a sweet blue hole with his bestie Big Bev. Papa Sky Days. Mima Sky Days. Oh, it's Fee. Tommy W. Mike and Lisa sending love to y'all. Thank you so much. I'm going to just hold up a mirror and send it right back. Haley the Human. Megan and the Big M. Balnor's fr- best friend. Pardon me. I almost demoted you. Balnor's best friend, Steve. Stephanie of House in Zunza. Jake's Ramen Shop. R.I.P. Melchior, the brave Leonin warrior who even cares about the rest of the party. Karjish. Benjamin A. Sacrificial otaku, pen name for Callie's cousin who discovered anime and is trying to spread the word all over Bohemia. Jiggy M. Mikkel A. Josh H. Oh no, the mechanical yak teams are fighting. <laughs> Froki. Maple, the shy book firm. Ashley, Seth E, Billy Baston, Tori, the Dragoose, son of Thomas, the blind bisexual goose, by icon and father of 69 signets. It's a real goose. Look him up. Okay. Sack, monkey, Bob. Il clitoride di signora grigia homemade tea wine. Ooh. Michael Lyle S. the second, Jacob P. Nova Cry, Parcel Dex R. Hannah A. Ace Dregs High Lord of Critzburg, Joshua F. and Darius D. Thank you all so much for supporting us. We love you. I personally love all the strange fantasy names you put into my mouth when I read these. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>